Perspectives with Catherine Toon. I'm so thrilled you've joined me. That is such an honor. I was super busy this morning. Normally, I like to prepare my messages um, earlier. Usually, I'll meditate on something, but I, I was super busy yesterday. Didn't really have that all prepared. So I woke up this morning. I'm like, dang, what are we doing? <laughs> and uh, and I was just enjoying the Lord's presence and getting absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but just enjoying him. Uh, and then happily, like he always does, right? Because, you know, I, I don't want to waste your time. Uh, and I value you. I honor you. You could be doing five gazillion other things. And so, you know, there better be something of value. And so, uh, yay, I have something of value uh, to bring to you. And I'm excited. I actually was getting so much on this. I thought, dang, this may be a, uh, you know, I may, may have to extend, uh, some, uh, recordings on this, but we'll, we'll just see where the Lord takes it. He's brilliant. Uh, and we enjoy that. Let's, let's dive in. This is, um, I'm just getting happy meditating on this. Your glorious destiny. Okay. So you can get happy right now. I just released the happy. God has something breathtaking for you. And I know in the day to day, uh, down and, you know, down and dirty, uh, dull as dishwater, uh, you know, and, and the pain, uh, that is kind of a part of the human condition. Uh, it's so many times this does not feel glorious, right? And a lot of times we get frustrated because we feel like we're spinning our wheels or we sense this potential inside us, but have no idea how to get there from here. Uh, and a lot of times, instead of going forwards, we feel like we're going backwards. And uh, sometimes we're just disappointed with ourselves. Uh, sometimes we're disappointed with God <laughs> and or other people or whatever it is. You live in the same world I do. I don't need to, um, to uh, tell you what you know, but sometimes we need to be reminded what we know. And that is part of the weakness of our frame is that we tend to be forgetful and we need to be reminded regularly. Uh, and so uh, we're going to be reminded today or maybe learn anew today, get something fresh, get some additional revelation uh, with this uh, concept of our glorious destiny, right? Uh, and God is so masterful. You know, when you think about it, if Christ in you is the hope of glory, right? Um, that means Christ seems hidden. Yes. And let's, uh, let's start to unpack this. Uh, God has a lot that he wants to say and he's excited. He's excited about your destiny, even though you may be fair to middling you know, or whatever. Right. So let's, let's start to unpack this. Um, let's go to, uh, a beautiful scripture. I'm actually going to read it in the new King James. Uh, I love, I love hopping from different Bible translations. I understand they, they all have value and they all have drawbacks. Uh, let's be clear that there's only one word of God. And that's the person of Christ. He is the Logos. And as, as the translations point to him 
in, um, in, in ways that reveal him, right? That unveil him and unveil his finished work and then unveil who we are in him and unveil, uh, the purposes that he prearranged for us before the foundation of the world. Uh, then that's where its value shines. And, um, so, uh, let, let's, let's go there. So second Corinthians 3, 17, 18, New King James. Now the Lord is a spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Sorry, I was stumbling over my words there. Uh, mostly because my head was about, was way ahead. <laughs> so let me just pull it back. You, um, but we all with unveiled face. Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. I, boy, there's so much I could just launch out in this. But what I want to bring out, because there's so much richness, richness that we can camp out with this, um, an unveiled face, what veiled was the old covenant, right? The covenant of Moses that made us um, fall for the lie that we have to perform for our own righteousness. Yes. Beholding is in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. So when you look at him, you're looking at yourself as in a mirror, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Uh, and then, uh, and then as he is, so are we right now in this world? So is Christ glorious? Ding, da, dang, dang. <laughs> He's the source of glory. Um, and so as he is, that's an as, that's as in the mirror. We are, we are, um, not him. Okay. But we reflect him. We are as him. We're in his image and likeness as he is. That's our original design. Now it's really, really amazing to meditate on the fact that your original design never changed. Getting messed up being born in a, in a fallen world, being confused, which is really our problem about who we are, about who God is and, and, and being uh, oppressed, being blind. Okay. These are our issues. This is why we are to be transformed or transfigured, which is an unveiling process by the renewing of our mind. So our, our minds, we have issues. Uh, no condemnation, Christ Jesus, but it is diagnostic. So whatever you're under, that is not, um, uh, uh, being, uh, being, uh, transformed into its, its original intent. Um, it's an issue with our mind renewal as sons and daughters of God who were given dominion over the earth and God didn't take that away. Uh, and really the biggest area of dominion, let's be very clear, is ourselves. Because you are the person that has the authority over yourself. This is why we're given the fruit of self-control. <laughs> Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Endurance that you have the capacity to do this so that you can see the fruitfulness in your life, the fruitfulness of who you are, the glory, glory of your destiny. Let's, uh, I could camp out there somewhere, but I'm, I'm going to pull back a little bit because I want to move forward in a specific direction. Let's go to Ephesians 1 4. I'm going to read this from the Passion Translation. I'm sorry. I'm just getting happy. So just thank you and share the happiness. Um, God wants us to be a glorious church. He wants us to be a joyful church, <laughs> right? That is such a victory in the midst of everything, right? 
Okay, so uh, Ephesians 1, 4, Passion Translation, and in love, just have to point that out right there, in love, he chose us before he laid the foundation of the universe. Now, isn't that fascinating that you were chosen before you had a location except in him and in his heart? So, like, Because he was leaving nothing up to chance. Isn't that beautiful? Because of his great love. So ding, 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 ding in love because of his great love. You know, if your love, your other giving love, you cannot help yourself. <laughs> You're going to do it in love. That's just what you do. It's, it, it is literally the substance of who you are. And since he is other giving love, he does everything in that, particularly his sons and daughters. Okay. Because of his great love, he ordained us. Now, the the uh, the uh, footnotes in that say, marked us with his love is the Aramaic. Now, I, I didn't know that it said that um, before I wrote my book. That was just a download from the Lord. So I'm just always so happy to see when we get like downloads <laughs> in the body of Christ. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, he marked us with his love. He ordained us. You are ordained as marked by his love so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with unstained innocence, unstained innocence. That's your original design. I like to say that you were marked by love before you were marred by anything else. Before you entered into a fallen world with fallen ways of being, with uh, mistaken identities that cause us to act in with sinful fallen behavior, you were marked by love, which is our one commandment. That is your, actually your essence because you are as Christ in this world, right? Image and likeness, right? Uh, so that is part of your ordination before the foundation of the world to be marked by his love. Let's go to Ephesians 2.10. I'm going to read this one from the Amplified Bible. So we're enjoying multiple translations and the revelation that they bring so that we can meditate with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit in us to get the more fullness and richness um, with him. I, I think a lot of people, and I, this used to be me, I was so like, oh, I have to find the one perfect translation. Well, there is not a perfect translation, but there are lovely, fabulous translations. Enjoy them while you're looking unto Jesus, who is the word, who is the one who is perfect. Okay. For we are his workmanship, his masterwork, a work of art created in Christ Jesus. You were created in Christ, by the way. You didn't hop into Christ when you said a prayer. I know I'll probably get stoned for that. Um, but this is actually what the word says, created in Christ Jesus. You weren't put in Christ Jesus when you said a prayer. You're in Christ because he chose you before the foundation of the world, which we can go back to Ephesians 1, 4, 4. Created in Christ Jesus. It's really hard. How can you be a created apart from your creation? And this is this concept of separation where God created the world and then he kind of blew it off and bye-bye, have a good luck. I'll, I'll send my son at some point when I can't stand it any longer. Okay, I'm just saying um, we're not really thinking clearly on this. And so we, we create some sort of, we create funky things that God, that are, are not really sustainable. Now, is it important to um, uh, be awakened to Jesus Christ and say a prayer because prayer is actually communion. We absolutely do that. That is where all life comes from. That's your source, but that's awakening to something that already is not making it so because you prayed it. Okay. Um, if you need help with that, come find me. 
um, or find someone more brilliant than I. Oh, actually, why don't you talk to Jesus about it first, and then uh, maybe I can help with that. So we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art created in Christ Jesus. Reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand. When, what was this beforehand? When you were born? No, he created you before the foundation of the world, right? We go back to Ephesians 1, 4. There's other scriptures to support that as well. Um, taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. See, God doesn't just um, uh, commission you. But he, he gives you provision. There's provision for the vision. He has a vision for you and gives you provision for the vision, right? And so, so we're, we're resting and we're being unveiled. And then as we're being unveiled, our purposes are being unveiled. But understand the order that God needs to be unveiled first and who he really is because it's about relationship. We do say this, but sometimes we, 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 don't act like it. Okay. Whatever. We don't carry it through. No, he's all, if he's love, that means he's relational always. Okay. That's his primary nature. Okay. So in relationship, um, he ordained us, he marked us, right? So in that, um, he needs to be unveiled. And then as he is unveiled, he unveils us to us. And as that is unveiled, then the purposes unfold. And I think a lot of people are trying to get their identity from their purpose. Ask me how I know. I just let, let me let me just be very clear. Every single mistake that I have alluded to, I have done. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I'm making mistakes now. I'm sure I'll be preaching about. So just, you know, we're all, we're in process. We're being unveiled. We're being transformed by the renewing of our mind, by, by the metanoia of our mind. So that's an ongoing thing. But this I can speak to. I can, so you are not defined by your purpose, but your purpose reflects who you were created to be. Okay. Um, I'm going to read, uh, this Ephesians 2.10, um, in the amplified version, um, which I did. Sorry. I already did that one. Um, sorry. I want to, I want to check something. So that purpose. So what, what I like to say is that you, were created for a purpose, for a destiny, and you were made fit for that, and the destiny was made fit for you. It fits. Everything fits. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. I'm meek, humble, lowly, and I will give you rest for your souls. I won't lay anything harsh, hard, hard, sharp, or pressing on you, but comfortable, light, and easy to be born. It fits you and you're fit for it. So your destiny will fit. And if you have to push it, if you have to kick down the doors, and I'm not saying there is, let me, let me be clear. Um, we are champions because we have need of being champions. You know, uh, we, we do have trials in this world. You will have tribulation, but cheer up. I have overcome the world. So we're going to have tribulation. We're going to have trials, but in those trials, okay, it is actually conforming us. God will use those. He doesn't like send them, but he will definitely use them. Right. Uh, so in that place, um, there is a grace for whatever is set before you. Now it's not always comfortable. A lot of times it's a grace to be stretched, quite frankly, <laughs> anybody feeling that right okay 
Uh, I'm going to skip down uh, in that context to another. Gosh, I've got so much good stuff. That's why I was saying. I was like, dang, I, I could go 1,200 different directions. Um, so let's go to Romans 8:28. Let me look at the. I'm reading this from the New King James. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, let's be clear. Not all things are good. I mean, they're evil. Let's be clear. There's a lot of evil. Okay. You know, there's, there are things that are wicked or twisted against their original design. So there's a lot. There's, yes. But he's able to make those things work for good. Right. For whom he foreknew. He also predestined. Now, let me just, let me just, quick quiz, just quick quiz. Who do you think he foreknew before the foundation of the world? What was you for sure? But I'm just talking about like in humanity. He foreknew every single person on the planet. He created them in his image and likeness, right? So he foreknew them. He foreknew all of his kids, the ones who know him, the ones who rebel against him, the ones who said the prayer, the ones who don't say the prayer, he foreknew every single person, right? If, if they were conceived, he foreknew them. Why? Because he's their creator. Creator. Okay, just a quick quiz. And I just want you to think along these lines. He also predestined, okay, here's predestination, to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, he also called. The, though, uh, these he also justified and whom he justified, these he also glorified. So there's a, a, a flow here. Okay. And I want you to pay attention to the past tense. Okay. For new, that's past tense, right? Like, okay. That's not too surprising, right? Um, predestined. And I know we've got the a whole Calvinistic theology of predestination. This is not that. Um, uh, predestined past, right? He created a destiny for every human being. Okay. Okay. Um, these he also called or, or ordained or marked by his love. Sorry, just had to put that in there. And these he also justified. That is, he died for the sins of the entire world. It's a covenant of forgiveness. I'm not, he's not saying that sinful, wicked behavior is okay. It's actually worse than we know, but it comes out of a mistaken identity because we don't know ourselves because we don't know who he is. And that's his job to unveil all of that. And I will not go to a different scripture, but those he justified and these he also glorified. So those are, that's the process that we're in. We're in the glorification process. Now, it may not look like it, but, you know, that's because we go by the seeing of our eyes and the hearing of our ears. And we look at, you know, the ways that we fall short. Like we all fall short. How many of you have violated love within the last 24 hours? Yes, that's everybody. But we are being transfigured and conformed. Um, and that's his job. That is his job. That is actually your destiny to be conformed into the image of Christ. I'm going to go to the Passion Translation, starting on verse 18. I'm convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory. That's the word doxa. Um, and let me just say, that can be translated as radiant beauty, splendor, 
and perfection. Okay, so let me just put that again. I am convinced that any suffering you endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of radiant beauty, splendor, and perfection. Sorry, just had to get happy there for a little bit. That is about to be unveiled within us. That is in you, that radiant beauty, splendor, and perfection. Why you're the image and likeness of the one who is radiant beauty, splendor, and perfection, okay? The entire universe is standing on tiptoe. Can you feel it? Can you feel the, yes, right? You can feel that yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. You unveiled. That's your destiny, by the way. That's your destiny. For against its will, the universe has had to endure the empty futility resulting in the consequences of human sin. What is human sin? It's a mistaken identity out of which it's hamartia without form, without the form in the image and likeness of a God who loved us and gave himself up for us, right? In And where we act out in ways of being and behavior that is fallen and violates love, okay? Love a playing ground for humanity, Okay. That there's serious consequences. It's worse than we know, but the, but we're redeemed more than we know. Okay. But now with eager expectation, we are waiting for the unveiling of the sun or, or the apocalypsos, the unveiling. Uh, the book of Revelation is the unveiling of Christ. Well, we're unveiling Christ, right? We're getting that unveiled to us by his spirit. Okay. And he's unveiling us, right? And that is where creation is released from its groaning. And not just the creation, the, the trees and the rocks, and yes, all of that, you know, the seas and global warming and whatever else, okay? No, and that's also um, us as sons and daughters. So our, part of our destiny is also to be used, uh, and I'm going to say the word used, that, that brings such a yucky connotation, to partner with God in a way so that the bondage that others experience they're being released from their bondage. So let me just say this. As you are unveiled as who you are and were created, original identity without spot or blemish before the foundation of the world, as that is unveiled, that releases the seen realm and the other sons and daughters of God who are in bondage. So which means that your victory and your glory and that transfer, it just helps to unveil other people's glory and victory and healing and freedom. And that is how Christ is redeeming all things to himself. That is your destiny. Not only be conformed into the image, but to partner with so that in your flavor, uh, in your venue, in your vocation, in your calling, in what's your, your purpose that you're able to unveil others and release creation from its bondage. How is God uh, drawing all things to himself through his sons and daughters, right? Um, verse 29 in Romans 8, Passion Translation, For he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. You don't get more beautiful than the altogether lovely one but you look just like him in your flavor. The word, I was explaining this to uh, someone that I was coaching with, and she had grown up in the church her entire life, really gotten beat up in the church, kind of went going to like a Christian university, but like spinning out 
uh, because like she'd literally been brought up and raped and just all this stuff. And so all these things were pulling at her. So she was like operating in fallen ways, um, but knowing God and hearing God, but just in this gigantic struggle and so much pain, my heart just went out to her. Um, and one, one hand, you, you know, you want, your heart goes out. And the other one, you just want to slap someone to wake them up to how amazing they are. Don't violate that. Don't ex- allow yourself to be exploited. Right. So she's just in this gigantic struggle and just so you can just feel the compassion of God all over, over that. And I was explaining to her that the word workmanship in Ephesians 2.10 is the word poema. See, the only way that you could be expressed was in a poem to the world. That poetry that you care, that only, that's just only you in that exquisite uniqueness of who God made you to be before the foundation of the world. That poetry, um, is the, is, is, is the purpose and the expression that if that's not unveiled on the earth realm, the cosmos suffers from a hole that only you can fill as a son and daughter of God. I mean, she was just weeping because her heart was like, I'm a poem, like I'm that valuable. Um, and you need to know that for yourself. And that's why we don't compete with one another. We get to unveil one another. We get to be in the process of what God is doing. Let me put it this way, to partner with what he's doing to unveil one another. And that's beautiful and that's breathtaking and that's powerful. And that's not a gender thing. That's a humanity thing. That is a humanity. Let me ask you, which child would you say, no, I don't care about you. I'm just going to let you wallow in your, um, in, in, in your, um, destruction. Um, absolutely. It was not happening. <laughs> okay. Um, for, for he knew all about us before, we were born and he destined us from the beginning to share in the likeness of his son. That's your destiny. Now we can either flow with that <laughs> or we can fight it. We have a choice. Let me tell you, God honors our free will a lot of times more than we honor our free will. He will. So we can fight it. I mean, I would suggest not to, <laughs> but we all have, right? Okay. Um, that is our destiny. Um, this means the son, capital S, is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will, how masterful is God, become just like him. Okay. Now, I, I, I know, you know, a lot of people, you think about your grandpa so-and-so and your, you know, aunt so-and-so and, you know, they died in a state that did not look glorious. Well, I, I personally believe God is so masterful. He minister, he continues to minister after death. That's my thing. I, I don't want to get off in that. But if, if you're, if you're wondering, well, how can that be when grandpa so and so and whatever, you know, died giving the world the finger or, or giving God the finger or whatever? Well, I mean, God is so masterful. If he makes his bed in the midst of hell, uh, he might be able to do something there. Uh, just a thought. That's a whole different discussion, but I just thought I'd mention it because I can tell somebody's minds are going <laughs> that way. And that's a whole nother discussion. There's so much to discuss him, but let, let me read that again. So I, I, it can, it can sit with you and you can kind of grapple with it yourself. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. 
You see, as he is, so are we. So we are as that. But how many of you um, know that we are having identity crisis? We have no clue who we are. We are confused. And I really feel that's the root of just this confusion and separation uh, and, and, and sin consciousness, like your behavior defines you rather than you are who you are. And out of that place of who you are, you're acting. Okay. And so if you're sinning, if there's sinful behavior, you're confused about who you are because God made you as him in his image and likeness. He made you holy with unstained innocence. Holy, another word for whole, holy is the word whole and whole people don't do broken things. I mean, as much, we like, not like you don't make mistakes, but I'm just saying, uh, the sinful, crappy things we do that violate love uh, to a human being, by the way. But remember, God said that you were, what was it? Oh yeah, justified. Uh, n- not that sin was okay, but it has been forgiven. And you don't, um, do penance for what has been forgiven. You, you, you don't, uh, uh, carry a punishment for what has been forgiven. Now, there are consequences. Absolutely. Don't do stupid. Let me just help you. Okay. There are consequences. And God, you are so powerful um, that He's you can make a choice and do stupid things and get stupid consequences. But I'm talking about punishment, okay, from God's perspective. Um, forgiven. He doesn't punish what he's forgiven. Just ding, the ding, ding. You can sit with that for a little bit. That might help you and make you fall in love with a lovely God more. Um, having determined our destiny, verse 30, ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. Sorry, you can get, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're allowed to get happy. I'm just saying it actually might be a good idea. I release happy to you. And those who possess his perfect righteousness, he co-glorified with his son. Let me see. There's a footnote here. Um, so the chain of salvation on behalf of humanity is predestination. Or it's actually, I would go back and say foreknowledge because he foreknew everybody. Predestination. We want to take that out of a Calvin context. Vocation or calling, right? Justification, all past tense and glorification, which is ongoing while you're continually being unveiled. Now, who you are is who you are. So in that unveiling process, um, and there is a maturation that that can happen because remember Jesus, who is the express image of God, who might be kind of glorious there. I'm tongue in cheek here, but so Jesus did grow in wisdom and stature and favor with with God and man. So there is a growth process, but the growth is what it is. So a little oak tree is still an oak tree, as much as the full fruitful oak of righteousness is. Okay. Um, it's of the same essence. It's just maturing, right? That's what he talks about being perfected or completed. It's a maturation process, but it's a maturation process of what already is. What is already true about you was already true about you before the foundation of the world, before you could be messed with. You were marked by love before you were marred by anything else. Let me see what else. Oh my gosh, there's so much good stuff. Um, 
So let's go back to Ephesians 2.10. I want to read this from the Passion Translation. I'm trying to, what I'm doing is I'm dinging you from multiple um, directions, right? To help you get a fullness and a savor and just let it settle. And, you know, you do realize that what we focus on, we magnify and we empower. That's why if you focus on all the crap and crazy in the world, you're going to get crap and crazy. <laughs> but if you're like, okay, there's crap and crazy, but I'm going to really focus on Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. I'm going to focus on the one who loved me and gave himself up on me. I'm going to focus on the one who is love that casts out fear. Then you're able to walk in that. Abide in me and me and you, and you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, you don't go in and out of union with Christ, but you go in and out of awareness of your union with Christ. And when you're out of awareness of your union with Christ, you're functionally cut off at the knees. And so, well, let's just get back in there. <laughs> just get back in that awareness. So that's what we're focusing on, right? Enlighten the eyes of our understanding so that we know the hope of your calling, the glories of the riches of the inheritance in us and your mighty power towards us. Okay, let's go to Ephesians 2.10. I know that was a mouthful, but just just partake. Um, Passion Translation, we have become as poetry, sorry, <laughs> a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny, that will fulfill the destiny, that he has given each one of us for we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. We're already joined. We're not trying to get there from here. We're not getting there in stages. It was completed. Why? Because Christ completed it. And actually he didn't actually take our vote. He just asked for our agreement and our awakening, but that doesn't make truth. So it just, it just speaks towards an awakening to what's already true. Even before we were born, ding, da, ding, ding, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. See, identity, purpose, destiny, conformed in the image of Christ, doing the good works, which he created you to do. And we do that in our union with Christ, as we remain in him and him and us, we will bear much fruit. What does the remaining mean? It means operating in relationship, in ongoing communion, which we then we get, we get forgetful. Look at the bird or whatever. And then we just get back, right? So no condemnation, but bring yourself back to that awareness. That is where you are automatically fruitful. You don't have to squeak it out. You don't have to do a five-year plan. Although if he's given you one or you, that's helpful, whatever, in that context, do that. But I'm just saying, trying to grind it out apart from him um, is exhausting. And I, ask me how I know. I and mean, that was just my life. And so many people's lives, so many, uh, you know, high functioning people are just operating in their own strength and they're pooped, exhausted, disillusioned, um, and not enjoying life. And what is that, Right. But as you remain in him and him and you, you will bear much fruit. Also the fruit of the spirit. So you're going to do it in a way that's lovely. So it's not just, wow, I'm expanding the church, whatever, however you quote that. No, it's that I'm joyful and I'm awakening to people to the glory in them. Resident that God put in them before the foundation of the world. Okay. The other thing is that uh, the awareness of our destiny being conformed into the image of Christ, being form conformed into the image of love, empowers us to walk in the exploits which he planned for us before the foundation of the world. But there's nothing that, you know, the reason why God delights in this so much, uh, delights in faith, because faith allows us to cooperate with what he's doing. 
That's why he's happy about it. <laughs> and guess who's the source? Oh, Jesus, the author and finisher. Okay. So, um, the reason he's, he's a lot, because then he can be everything that he always intended. And he can unveil us to be everything that he always intended. And we can walk in, in, in these paths, which he made before the foundation of the world as he always intended. And that's, that's the glorious thing. Listen, as a parent, you're never more, um, just like I could die right now and be happy when your children are firing on all cylinders, being who they were created, being the breathtaking wonder, creative wonder who they were created. So you're created in the image and likeness of the altogether lovely one. Uh, he didn't ask your opinion about it. He didn't ask you to vote, but he does ask you to cooperate. He does ask you to partner. And as we do that, love woos your heart and upgrades you from glory to glory to glory, right? That's how, that's, that's how it works. And then we're able to be partners in helping others, um, do that as well. And that is your glorious destiny. Anyway, I hope this has been, um, helpful and life giving. I'm going, I am going to, um, uh, highlight my book since I did reference it, uh, because it's really good. This is my, this is my first book, Marked by Love. Um, it's kind of, it's basically representative of a good 20 years of my life. Uh, so if I can live 20 years of life and struggle and grind it out and make lots of mistakes, um, and be incredibly dense, but then grow really wise. Okay. Um, and then I can boil that down for you in a way that you get the fast track. <laughs> Woohoo! Yes, let's do that. So, um, that's really what this book represents, uh, marked by love, unveiling the substance of your true identity. That unveiling is so powerful. Each chapter contains a love encounter break. What is that? Well, God is love. So you're encountering God, who is the person of love, who gets to unveil himself to you and unveil you to you. And in that place, there's a healing process. There's an upgrade process. There is literally a transfiguration process. And this helps you in all the areas like, well, I can't hear God. I'm blocked or whatever. Well, it helps you with the hindrances that we run into, we smack into and all of that and helps you resonate with who you were created for the foundation of the world. And that will also help you in your process. So that is my heart for you. This is available on Amazon, uh, in heart and soft cover, uh, Kindle and audible, which I recorded myself. <laughs> so, um, it's really good because God's all over it. And I can just say that in, in a, from a place of humility. I mean, this would be, we, it would, it would be like a half a chapter or something, but, <laughs> but God has got his hands on it. And it is, it's, it's just my gift. I want you to go faster, further, farther, easier with less struggle than it took me. And that, that's my joy. And then I want to hear your incredible testimonies. So, uh, do check that out. I do have a free chapter if you want to kind of like, you know, sample a little bit. I do have a free chapter on my website, katherinetune.com. I have a lot of other free resources. Uh, please, uh, partake, enjoy, and let me hear what God is doing. I want to celebrate together with you, uh, in the unveiling of who he is to you and the unveiling of who you are truly. And then out of that place, what you're doing in participation in releasing creation from its bondage. That is your destiny. I love you guys. Uh, thank you for the honor of listening. Share this with people, people. We, we, we just need, we need one another, don't we? So, so appreciate you. Love you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.